Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Good afternoon on a beautiful Friday and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. Switching things up today, I am joined as always by Jihei Wiley. I'm going to first start off by asking Jihei how she is on this glorious Friday. Well, you know what? It's always hunky-dory, man. We got Nick Hamilton up in the Arash Marikazi show, so I couldn't be happier. Couldn't be happier. Exactly. Switching things up today. Uh, couldn't get to Nick on Thursday. We have him here Friday, which is actually perfect because we're going into a big weekend here. The NFC Championship game is at SoFi Stadium. And, and uh, again, there's going to be a lot of big games, a lot of big moments at SoFi coming up over these next few years. And it begins on Sunday. So, Nick, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, thank you guys for having me. Tell Jihei to check his in the mail. Appreciate yeah, exactly. it. <laughs> uh, Nick, set the scene for us. Again, SoFi Stadium knew uh, two weeks from Sunday they would be hosting the Super Bowl. Uh, they had probably hoped that they could maybe uh, host the championship game. Uh, set the scene for how big this game will be. Oh, this is a major game. I mean, this is the first year that fans are being let back into SoFi. I mean, they've they've been accustomed to... Sunday night games, Monday night games, but nothing on this magnitude where it's pretty much everything has been cashed in. And that's pretty much been the Rams' motto since they got to Los Angeles. They pretty much cashed all the chips in and said, this is it. This is what we're going to do. And this is how we're going to do it. And this is the game that they've actually cashed all their chips in for. The Jalen Ramsey trade, the Matthew Stafford trade, um, you know, the Von, getting Von Miller, OBJ, uh, developing talent like Cam Akers and Van Jefferson, um, a guy like Aaron Donald, who's, who's already a Hall of Famer already, um, Leonard Floyd, uh, you know, getting, you know, trading out various, you know, uh, coordinators and whatnot. So this is what this is all leads up to. And this is it. This is this is the big one, um, as we say in California, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> but this is it. And, you know, what better way to put somebody to bed than your rival, your opponent, um, somebody you consider from the evil empire known as the San Francisco 49ers, and to be able to finally get that monkey off your back and get a W against that team, something you haven't done since 2018, and then move on and host once again SoFi Stadium. Yeah, no, Nick, talking, speaking of that monkey on their back, your, your thoughts on their chances you know, um, moving forward. I mean, are we are we looking at? I, I say that if they stick with that defense that they had before, and they can get to Jimmy G, and they can be the defense that we all know that they can be, this this game's a wrap. Well, here's the thing, and it's something that when we spoke with Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald um, on Thursday, they were both saying, "Listen, we have to execute. We have to take it play by play." We have to execute. We have to be able to get up front and put that pressure up front. Um, because as you said, Jimmy G is elusive. He can't get away. He can throw the ball fast, much like how we saw with Kyler Murray at times. But if you're able to make Jimmy G, much like they did Kyler Murray, a one-trick pony and be able to force him to throw the ball in a particular direction that, that, they, that the Rams defense wants him to throw it in, then you're going to be successful. The one thing the Rams defense has to watch out for his name, and he's not. And he, he may come on a beach cruiser. He may not. His name is Debo Samuel. And if you don't want you don't want Debo to go off 
and snatch chains and then snatch the hopes and dreams and wishes of the Rams nation uh, if they, if he leads the 49ers to victory. So you're going to have to make sure you contain and keep an eye on Debo Samuel. Um, and then you also, too, on the offensive end, you know, the 49ers defense does a great job of rolling together. They know how to play collective defense and they, and they set the tempo. They force the pace. And if you don't allow them to force the pace, the great thing about the Rams offense is the fact that um, – you know, you have Andrew Whitworth coming back. So you got your left tackle, a guy that's cerebral on that line that can help you keep try to help you keep upright if you're Matthew Stafford. The one thing I seen different in Matthew Stafford postseason versus regular season, he's no longer trying to play that hero ball. Yeah. He's no longer trying to hold on to the ball or force the ball somewhere that it has no business being. Um wrong is a four dollar bill. He no longer does that. Um, you know, like I like I said in one of my in one of my uh my commentary is, you know, the Rams defense has to stay down like four flats on a Cadillac. And if they can do that and continue to play collective defense and set the tempo, set the tone early and often, that's exactly what they're going to have to do to be victorious. And they have not a great opportunity to be victorious um, because I think this Rams team has gone through so much adversity and so many different ups and downs and guys have had to step up at times. Uh, fortunately, potentially you're getting Ernest Jones back. Uh, which is huge in, in that defense, especially in the interior. Um, so that's going to be a plus. We don't know about Taylor Rapp. He's still on concussion protocol as we speak. Um, so we don't know anything about him as of yet. Uh, but if they get him back, that'll also be a plus. Um, so there's a lot of different things. I would like to see Sean McVay start Sony Michelle this week instead of Cam Akers and then let Cam relieve Sony Michelle because that's that's the formula that's been working. No disrespect to Cam Akers. I think he's immensely talented. But those two costly fumbles, yeah. you cannot have four fumbles against the 49ers defense. They will make you pay. They will hit game and, and it will hurt often. Nick, uh, the, the, the thing about this game that people are talking about a lot is the number of 49er fans who will be at the game. And what I keep telling people this, and I'd love to get your thoughts. Um, listen, the Rams fan base is growing. But they're not paying some, some these prices, Nick. I mean, $600 for the uh, cheapest ticket. And the other thing that has come about, because the Super Bowl is being planned already, the league has taken over a lot of the parking spots. Nick, I'm seeing parking passes going for $300, $400, sometimes even $500. And so what you're going to have is, A, that's crazy, right? But, B, you're not going to get Rams fans who are just becoming Rams fans in the past six years. These are hardcore 49er fans. These are fans who grew up with Joe Montana and John Taylor and Jerry Rice and those guys. I mean, so speak to, A, um, you know, San Francisco once again perhaps having a takeover, but the but the true fan or the fans who are they're trying to build here in Los Angeles, they are being priced out. Well, let me debunk a myth, if I may. A lot of Rams fans and quite a few Rams fans I've talked to in various you know groups, and they don't have a problem with the ticket prices. Now, the parking totally different ball game. They might be carpooling. They might be taking. Lyft might make a whole lot of money. Hell, if I <laughs> went at the game, I'd drive and lift that day because I'm going to make a whole lot of change up again. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, aside from the parking, Rams fans will show up. And they, and I don't, and then, like I said, a lot, quite a few Rams fans that I spoke with, even Rams fans that were season ticket holders were saying, look, I could sell my ticket and make back every bit of money and then some for my whole season ticket plan. However, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Yeah. And, yes, I do believe they're going to the Super Bowl, but we just don't know. So we might as well enjoy what we have in front of us, which is the NFC Championship, something that, you know, they finally have their home. 
You know, it's not in the Coliseum. It's not in a, in, in a way stadium. It's at SoFi Stadium, something yeah. that they've been looking forward to for years that Stan Kroenke's done a, a magnificent job putting together. Um, and so I think they're going to be more Rams fans than people expect. Now, will it be 50-50? Maybe not. However, with the tickets going the way that they're going, and you're seeing various from StubHub to, to Barry's tickets to various ticket agencies that are saying, well, 35% uh, you know, San Francisco fans bought this. Well, 45% of San Francisco fans bought these tickets. You know, so we was, we don't know until until game day. Obviously, they're going to they're gonna come out. They're going to be deep out here in East Football Streets because that's how the 49ers fans roll. Um, you have a lot of L.A. 49er fans as well that don't live in the Bay Area, but they live in Los Angeles, but they've been 49er fans that you alluded to because of the championship years. I mean, they, they are the faithful 75-year anniversary yeah. fans. But, Nick, I really think, and, and I'd love to get your thoughts, I mean, these next two games are not just big for this year, this season. I believe when you talk about how does Los Angeles become a Rams town, and I believe it's happening, but in terms of fast-tracking that process, if they win on Sunday, big win, people are talking about them for two weeks, the champions hosting the Super Bowl, but then also, Nick, if they win the Super Bowl at SoFi and give Los Angeles their first championship parade, because, again, we didn't have one for the Lakers. We didn't have one for the Dodgers. I think we would have one now. That is the moment when when a kid becomes a grown adult who can actually spend and, and buy tickets. It will be this championship run. Now, they almost had it a couple of years ago, but they lost to the Patriots. These next two games, again, big for this team this season – but when you talk about a a generational significant game, these next two games are huge. Oh, absolutely, Arash. I mean, this is this is the like I said earlier, this is the big one. I mean, this is not just for this year, but for the next five to ten years. This can yeah. definitely set the tone. And who knows how many more championships that can lead to moving forward? But at, but you got to get the first one first. Um, and so when you look at what the Rams can do, they can slide into that number three spot because we all know it's Dodgers, Lakers, and yeah. everybody else. So now they have an identity and now your fan base is going to grow even more because we know L.A. fans, if you and if the Rams don't get to win the Super Bowl, they're going to forget. I mean, they got yeah. shorter memories than Emmanuel Lewis at a urinal. So, I mean, you got to understand <laughs> that this is, you got you to go right here, right now. What you do in front of you, you control your own destiny. And that's exactly what they have to do. They're controlling their destiny, not just on the field, but moving forward. We talk about the great community efforts that the Rams are doing and continuing to do. That's going to enhance that as well, because now when they have more community events, more people are going to come out because the Rams and the and the, the logo, when they see that Rams logo, they know that's a winning franchise. Yeah, yeah um, Nick, you brought up, yeah, of course they have to win the championship in order for that fan base to grow. Do you think by winning this one, or if they do end up winning this one, and I know we're jumping the gun, but I'm just giving you a, uh, for instance, if they do win this one, especially at home, is that, is that all it's going to take in order to bring forward more fans towards the Rams? Or are they going to have to be like the Lakers and be a dynasty and win multiple in order for uh, fans to finally be like, okay, I'll start rooting for you again? I think it buys the Rams some time. Obviously, it takes the, it, it 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 cools the seat off for Sean McVay, uh, because as I said before, there's a, there's a two year window for Sean McVay to get it done, or we might see a change in personnel after a certain period of time. Because Stan Kroenke did not spend five to six million dollars on a state of the art facility and amenities around that 
just to, to get into the playoffs and, and, and enjoy the playoffs or the, or the, or the you know, the NFC championship. Um, I think that last Super Bowl kind of bought them some time uh, to say, hey, you know what, man, if we get this player or get that player or move these pieces around, we could potentially be in contention another few years. And so and, and look at what, what's happened. I mean, they went to the Super Bowl in 2019. Here we are in 2022, three years removed. So if they can go ahead and capture the, the Vince Lombardi trophy, I think that buys them some more time. So, yeah, they're going to be competitive as we move forward, but they don't have to win it every year. Now, fans want you to win it every damn year, which which we all know is absolutely ludicrous. That's that's especially in the NFL. It's hard to yeah. go back to back. In the NFL. Um, we haven't seen that for quite some time. Um, but if you're competitive, hey, you're deep in the playoff race. You come up short, maybe in the NFC championship again next year or the divisional round. Hey, okay, what do we have to do? Okay, man, the Rams gonna come back. Watch, they're gonna come back next year. We're gonna get this player, we're gonna get that player. Um, so there's so many, it's there's so many opportunities for fans to get excited, um, especially after they win that first Super Bowl. Uh Nick, switching gears real quick again. The the focus is Hun Sofi on Sunday. We we did have a big moment in Brooklyn that Anthony Davis came back, but then as soon as Anthony Davis comes back, Nick LeBron gets hurt. He missed the game. Sorry, last night against the Sixers. So, where is Frank Vogel? Will his key card work when the team comes back to Los Angeles? Yeah, I think they will. I think he will because I think you know who else are you going to get? Yeah, right. I mean, should Frank Vogel have a job? Yeah, maybe not. But then you got to you also have to ask yourself who who else should have a job? You know, should there be somebody upstairs that should still be having a job? If that's the case. Um, so I think, you know, you got to weigh it out with Frank Vogel. You know, we, we talk time and time again about Russell Westbrook and what he hasn't accomplished, what he hasn't done. Um, I saw a caption that said, you know, if Kobe was alive, what would, what would Kobe say to Westbrook that LeBron won't say? Um, and that's something that I, that's interesting because yeah. it's like, damn, what would Kobe, if he came to a game, you know, cause Kobe don't care. Kobe doesn't care. He's like, yeah. look, I'm going to tell you like it is and not like it was. And, and he's going to give you the truth. Um, you know, unadulterated. And so I think when you look at all those those factors, I was Anthony Davis coming back, uh, you know, maybe he touched LeBron and LeBron got the got the injury bug. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I, I don't know what's going on. But I will say this much. It's good to see Anthony Davis back healthy. I'm glad to see the man back. I don't wish I don't wish, you know, injury on any any player. Um, it's good to see Anthony Davis back and contributing. Uh, it's going to take them some time to get back in the groove, I'm sure. And yes, LeBron obviously is going to take. He's going to have these nicks and these bumps and bruises. But guess what? That's part of the game. The man has been in the league 19 years. He's an elder statesman. I mean, the man has been balling out of his mind the last umpteen games. Wow. Um, he's probably going to win the scoring title this year. So yeah, LeBron could take a game or two off. I mean, he deserved. He earned that right to take that those two games off. Um, and you, you're going to see that throughout the season. You know, he's going to have these bumps and bruises through the season because his body's breaking down, unfortunately. Nick, I am fascinated by Ty Lue and the Clippers just because of the fact that they're playing without Kawhi, they're playing without Paul George, and they continually come back. I mean, 35 points down against Washington, 24 points against the Sixers. I mean, they've had three 24-plus comebacks in the same – not only the same season, I think the same month of January um, – the reason that I'm fascinated by them is that there is still a chance, and we don't know this for sure, but we'll see. So this this core group of role players have learned to play together, and they believe in each other. 
you could have a scenario where they're in the playing tournament and you get Kawhi back and then you get Paul George back and like, okay, this is like a championship contending team. Your thoughts on the Clippers and do you think we'll see Kawhi and or Paul George? I, you know what, Arash, I, I'm going to be honest. I know a lot of reporters don't like saying this. They don't want to admit this, but hey, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna cheat your your fine audience that's listening (laughs) to your your great program. Well, what I will say is this: the Paul George, we don't know the status because there there was talk of him possibly missing the rest of the season because of his injury. Um, that would be really unfortunate because you know you 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 saw what Paul George was was starting to put to put together, um, leading a group of men, especially without Kawhi Leonard which started last season when they were in the playoff uh, hunt. And, you know, hopefully he can he can come back maybe in the second half of the season and possibly maybe Kawhi could come back. Maybe that inspires Kawhi to come back and say, okay, let's, where are we in the standings? Okay, we're in the sixth or seventh seed. All right, maybe we could push it to the fifth seed. Possibly if we get back together and run this, you know, run the table. Um, but the group of guys that, that Ty Lewis had to coach, um, he's done a remarkable job. I mean, getting his, you know, congratulations to him for getting his 200th career yeah. uh, coaching victory. That is absolutely astounding, especially with all the the ups and downs and ebbs and flows that he's had to go through throughout this season to be able to continue to coach this team and, and demand excellence despite Paul George and Kawhi not being there. He's still commanding the same type of excellence out of his all of his players. And that's why all of his players really respect him and really play hard for him. That's why we saw that 35-point swing that we saw the other night because they played not only for themselves, but they played for Ty Lue. And I think this is a this could be a very dangerous team. If they're able to slide into the playoffs, you know, like Grease through a goose, if they can go through the playoffs and get in there, you know, they're going to be difficult for a team. I'm not saying they're going to win series, but they can definitely push a series to six or seven games and make it very competitive. Nick, what do the Rams have to do to kind of close out the game? Because, you know, the, the thing that concerns me about this team is, yes, they beat Tampa Bay, but they almost blew a 27-3 to lead. And then I think back to the uh, final game of the season against San Francisco, 17-0 to lead did not close that game. And by the way, they they blew the lead, but they still had a lead with like less than a minute left in that game. So the key for this team goes without saying, close out the half, close out the quarter, close out the game. How do they do that? Execute. Yeah. And they have to be able to be willing to be open to adjustments. The reason why they lost the second half of that game, as you mentioned, against the San Francisco 49ers, because Kyle Shanahan and his bunch made severe adjustments. Kevin O'Connell, Sean McVay did not make the proper adjustments that were needed and, and, and timely. And this is why they let the 49ers back in the game. The other thing is the Rams have to continue to keep their foot on the gas. They cannot let up at all. If you're going 120, you stay at 120 yeah. all the way to cross that checkered flag. When you cross that checkered flag, then you can ease up on the gas because the game is over. And that's exactly what the Rams have to do. They can't get too high because something I noticed at Rosh, and maybe you did too, against the Bucks when they were up with, I think it was 27 to six, and it seemed like they took plays off. They weren't as yeah. aggressive, especially in that third quarter. They weren't as aggressive. They weren't as amped up, at least on the offensive end. They weren't as amped up, even in special teams. They weren't as they weren't as crisp, and they weren't as uh, on point. As they as they were, as we saw in that first half of that game, before you know Cam Akers happened to fumble 
deep into the in, in, in Tampa Bay territory. So I think that's something we have to pay attention to. Can they hold on to a big lead? Can are they mature enough to hold on to a big lead? Because that's that's going to be the question. Can they not pay attention to the scoreboard and act like they're down 27-6 instead of up 27-6? Because it's a different mentality. We see that type of mentality as we saw against the Arizona Cardinals, as we saw in, you know, uh, uh, in week three, I believe it was, in a regular season against the Tampa Bay Bucks, where they looked great in all three phases. That's the kind of game, even in the first half of that San Francisco game, they yeah. look absolutely incredible. They've got to finish for 60 minutes. you got to finish. Hello. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thanks to Herb Edwards for that <laughs> classic line. Uh, Nick, thank you so much. Can't wait to see you on Sunday. What a big moment that will be in Los Angeles sports history and for the Rams. So thanks again. When we come back, by the way, we will um, hear from um, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey when we come back right here on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio and The Fan in Las Vegas. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. Big championship game Sunday. The championship game between the Rams and the 49ers. It doesn't get much better than Los Angeles versus San Francisco for the right to play in the Super Bowl at SoFi Stadium. The Rams can be just the second team in the Super Bowl's history to be playing a home game in the Super Bowl. Let's now hear from two of the men who are going to have to have big games for the Rams to be playing in this game in the Super Bowl. Let's hear from Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, the two big defensive stalwarts. If they have big games, I really do believe the Rams will be going to the Super Bowl two weeks from Sunday at SoFi Stadium. Hey, Aaron. After getting to the Super Bowl once and now having such a good season, how strong is your desire to make it and win the Super Bowl? Uh, Raheem Morris said you are very much looking forward to this game against the 49ers. How bad do you want it? Um, well, this is what you work for. You know, this is what I've been working for. This is what we've been working for. They're trying to find a way to get to the Super Bowl, and we won game away, you know, against a, a divisional opponent. Um, a team that, you know, had a number the past couple of times we played them. So I feel like I ain't no better stage than this. You know, this is this is what you this is the type of games you 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 train for during the offseason. Um, all that extra grind, all that extra families to playing big games like this. But, you know, I, I feel like I ain't no better stage than what we got right now. So. Hey, Aaron, um, you know, in the immediate in the postgame press conference of that Super Bowl, you kind of talked about feeling that you let your team down. Um, you know, and I'm just kind of wondering, you know, when you talk about your motivation of getting back there, I mean, has that feeling kind of stuck with you at all over these years? Uh, it's just trying to find a way to win, you know, um, trying to find something, a way to get back and accomplish something I never accomplished before. I didn't, I don't know what it felt like to win the Super Bowl. I know what it felt like to be there, but I don't know what it felt like to win. You know, I feel like I accomplished a lot in a short amount of time in this league. I think one thing, only thing I'm lacking now is, is trying to, you know, being a world champion, you know, but. You know, to get to that point, we got to we gotta win this week. Um, so we focused on the 49ers and trying to find a way to, you know, to beat them, to get to what we're trying to get to. So 
you know, you said then that to, to get to that point of, you know, to get of getting back to the Super Bowl and to win it, that you would have to get better as a player. Just kind of wondering since then, what, what type of wrinkles do you feel that you've added to your game and maybe what areas do you feel you might be stronger now than you were back then? Just just growing as a football player, you know, this is I'm in my eighth year. So I understand the game, understand certain things a little bit better football knowledge wise. So, um, you know, that, that's a lot of growth from there. And I, and I feel like that translates to what you do on the football field, obviously understanding different looks and things you get to able to play certain techniques and play certain things to have success. So, Hey, Aaron, Raheem also mentioned that you've been uh, especially vocal this week. When you have spent that extra time, if that is the case, and you've spent that extra time with, um, you know, teammates, what, what does that look like and, and what's your message been to them? Uh, well, that's the message I sent to, uh, for my guy that I, we talked about. Um, you know, we, we know what's on the line. We won a game away, you know. Um, told him pr- pretty much, you know, this is what you work for. All that, all that off-season training, all that camp, all this, all the long grinding days we we put in is for the, playing games like this, and we here now. So, um, we won game away, you know. So, um, we just got to go out there, do our job, and, and, and play a, 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 a full game for four quarters and finish. So, and then what have you seen out of Vaughn, especially the last six games, and how is that? Not only elevated your level of play, but just everybody else's uh, that play uh, that plays around him. Uh, I've been great, you know. Vaughn been playing great. Um, I think one thing I think it's been great, obviously, to have him in as a as a you know football player and the talent he had. But um, me personally, you know, I felt like having Vaughn. You know, I always consider myself a leader, you know, but more of a lead by example guy. You know, I think one thing Vaughn been challenged me a lot more with. Just him talking to me as being more vocal, um, talking to the guys, letting them hear my voice, um, you know. So, you know, having Vaughn and, and just having him speak to me and talk to me and, you know, um, I feel like, you know, some of the best things that I'm learning from Vaughn is being more of a vocal leader. So, um, I've been great, though. He's been playing great football. Um, it's playoff ball, so you expect that, you know, so. Thank you. Sean. Hey, Aaron. Um, Raheem said, uh, he was watching that game against the Packers last year, the playoff loss, and he he could see the the pain in your eyes. Um, what's what's that moment like? What's kind of going on through your mind during that time, and, and how is that kind of entering this weekend? Well, I talked about what I'm trying, what we're trying to do as a team, and that's you know to, to be a world champion. You know, anytime you fall short, you feel like you couldn't do enough to help your team. You you know you're gonna feel like you know you put a lot a lot into this game. You know, a whole lot. So. Um, the ultimate goal was winning and trying to find a way to win and, and trying to f- find a be find a way to be the last team standing. So, until you know we accomplish that, you know any any anything that's not that you know is is a, is a loss in my in my eyes. So, your your teammates have talked about how they they really want to win and, and get there for you and for your legacy. What, what does it feel like to know that you know guys are, are rallying around you and they really want to accomplish this? You know, for themselves, of course, for the team, but also for you. It meant a lot, you know. It, it definitely meant a lot hearing that. Um, but again, it, it ain't just for me. It's for the organization. It's for guys like you know, Witt and Stafford. They've been playing this game a little longer than me, and ain't experienced that neither. So, um, we got a lot of veteran guys. You know, Weddle's back. So we, we got a lot of vet, veteran guys that you know we we trying to you know get that ultimate goal for. So um, it, it meant a lot for them guys to you know feel like they're trying to do it for me too. Um, Cause you know I, I know I'm getting my all and trying to do everything I can in my power to you know do my part to help accomplish that goal. So to know that them guys is riding with me mean a lot. So.
Christy, you there? Oh, sorry. I didn't hear you call me. Hey, Aaron. Um, a lot has been made this week about the intensity in terms of the fan base between the 49ers and the Rams. How have you seen that play out from the player perspective in your previous matchups? And how much do you think that atmosphere will be elevated come Sunday? Um, I hope it's, it's going to be great. You know, I hope it's going to be a lot of Rams fans there. You know, that, that's going to be, you know, more Rams fans than Niners fans. So we're going to see. But I know it's going to be a live environment. Um, hopefully a lot of noise from our fans and um, we get the job done. So, Aaron, what challenges does Jimmy Garoppolo present or, or how is he different from uh, other quarterbacks? Um, he made good decisions. Um, I think they got it. They stick with a game plan. They stick to it, and he's able to do a lot of things off that. So, um, you know, they they find ways to win. You know, that's the most important thing, and we just got to do our job. So, thank you. Here, hey Aaron, uh, you said that the uh, 49ers have had your guys' number the last few times. Why do you think that is, and and how how do you guys change it so that doesn't happen again? Uh, they just won, you know, but the pass is the pass, honestly. Um, so this this is a different type of football here that's going on, you know, this week. You know, this is this is one game away from the Super Bowl um, against an opponent that we both we used to. We know what to expect. We just got to play four quarter. We got to find a way to finish. So um, obviously, yeah, they, they beat us in ways. Well, I'm not going to sit here and talk about it, but they did this week. Um, my mindset is there's no way we're going to lose this game. You know, we got to play four quarters. We got to find a way to finish. And I know we're going to do that. So, Have you in your life ever lost six times in a row in, at anything, at any game that you've played? Uh, I don't think so. Thanks, Artis. Uh, hey, Aaron, um, you, you talked about what happened in, in the regular season, but obviously the postseason is a brand new season. Um, what are some of your approaches or things that you feel like you – need to do in order obviously we talk about execution but just for you to get ready for that game mentally what are some of the things that you are going to do or preparing to do we go you mean me personally yes you personally i'm sorry i'm going about the, the same things i always do you know do it do what i got to do to make sure that i'm ready that's from you know preparing on a practice field to studying film and making sure i'm healthy um and, and ready to perform so that's that's what i'm gonna do Aaron, how challenging is it to keep track of Debo Samuel with everywhere that he's lining up, including in the backfield? And what do you guys need to do to slow him down? Um, you said they, they, they move him all around everywhere from out outside to in the, in the backfield. You just got to, I think, you know, when guy, when they, when they got certain guys getting the ball, we just got to swarm and, and tackle. And I think, um, I think last game we missed a lot of tackles and, and we can't allow that this time. So um, we got to swarm. We got to we got to wrap up. So thanks, Aaron. Sorry, Aaron. Uh, you've talked a lot in this conversation about four quarters, four quarters. Jalen said the same thing. And knowing that two of the last three games, you guys as a team surrendered big leads. What do you learn from those games that you'll apply to this game? Um, we got to play. We got to play solid football. Um trying to eliminate turnovers, trying to eliminate big plays that we give up as a defensive side of the ball, and we got to finish. That's what it comes down to, you know, and that's what you got to do to win. Hey, Aaron, thanks for taking the time. Um, back back on Von Miller, you hear a lot of people saying right now he, he looks like sort of vintage playoff Von Miller. Um, in terms of sort of some of the, the more technical parts of his rush, some of the tools he likes to do, the setups he likes to do, is there one or two that really kind of juice you up or, or one or two that you really particularly just love to see play back on tape? 
what rushes yeah just how he sets stuff up and all that well i ain't gonna tell y'all how he sets stuff up but i think he do a good job as far as switching up from you know finesse to power and he and he's able to um understand the game understanding how to defeat a guy and um and it's showing you know consistently um for the past few weeks he's he been showing up big time for us when we need him and um we're gonna have to continue to have that from him um, and from everybody else so he seems like he just has uh energy just flowing out of him all the time positive energy you guys have a lot of personalities in that room i know but what's it like having a guy who's kind of never off in that regard he's, he's a great guy man he's, he's a great teammate he's a great person um you know i'm I'm real big on to being around people with good energy. And he's one of them guys that just, you know, when you're around him, it's just good energy, you know? So um, it's it been great to have him. Um, and, you know, obviously the things he's been doing for us as far as on the football field, um, you know, make you smile that much harder. So um, it's been great. Thanks, Aaron. Yep. Hey, Jalen. Uh, just kind of wanted to get your sense going in to play uh, the 49ers again. Yeah, where you at? You at the house in Hidden Hills? <laughs> Not home in Hidden Hills. No, I, I meant to clarify that most of us sports writers don't don't live there. But I appreciate you thinking that way. Man, you talking, man? I thought you was over in the hills, man. <laughs> so, uh, just you know, playing the 49ers third time this season. What kind of what have you learned from the first two games that you think you guys can apply to make it a different outcome this time around? I would say that we have to be extremely physical. We got to try to set the tone and um, not just set the tone because I feel like we set the tone the last game and, and we started off really well, but we have to maintain it uh, through all four quarters. I mean, that's kind of becoming a theme for us right now is making sure we uh, we maintain playing the game, you know, on, on our own terms, at our own pace, uh, with that same energy and effort and execution and all that good stuff throughout uh, all four quarters, not just you know, two quarters. Hey, Jalen, um, Debo Samuel specifically, what do you guys need to do to slow him down? Uh, I mean, that's a game plan in itself, I would say. Um, he is, I mean, I know we have Cooper Cup here, who is one of, if not the most dominant offensive player in the league, but uh, Debo's right in that conversation with him. I mean, it's a guy who does everything for, uh, for the team, plays receiver, running back, slot. I mean, whatever they ask him to do, he's able to do it. And not only just do it, but do it at a high level. Um, really good player. Got a lot of respect for him. Um, we got to just, we have a game plan in this home just to try to find ways that we're going to um, be able to limit him and his physicalness, um, his yards after contact, um, yards after catch, all those type of things. We have to be able to limit this week uh, to put ourselves in a position to, to come out victorious. So it was just a few things. And then um, do you guys feel extra motivation to win for Aaron Donald and get him to the Super Bowl and get him a ring? Of course. I know I do personally. Um, I probably can speak for everybody um, in saying that that's the case, you know, for especially for AD, but, you know, some other guys as well. Hey, Jalen. Um, Matthew uh, said yesterday that this kind of finally felt like the first normal week of practice um, with you guys not having a short week or playing on a Monday night. Is that the, kind of the sentiment of the defense as far as you guys got to get back into your rhythm and we're getting back into your groove and, and getting ready for this game on Sunday? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I know I personally don't think about that. Um, it is what it is. It's a blessing anytime I get to go out there and play, whether it's on Monday, Sunday, um, Tuesday, like we had this year, Thursday, whatever day it is, it's a blessing to go play. 
Uh, and all we can do is control what we can and, and prepare as best as we can until, until game day, and then we let it unleash. Uh, hi, Jalen. Um, Raheem Morris was saying that uh, Aaron Donald is being more vocal in his leadership uh, uh, here in the playoffs or maybe this week. Uh, what are you seeing, and, and what does that – what's the effect of that? Yeah, I think he is as well, uh, just a little bit. I mean, AD's still going to, you know, make sure he's in his own and, and do the things that – he's going to be AD. I mean, he's not going to change. The person's not going to change. But he definitely has been a little bit more vocal, um, you know, wanting to, to break the defense down a little bit more than, than usual and things like that and try to give us extra, just that extra motivation. And obviously everybody um, on the whole team, but especially the defense, thinks so highly of him. So – it does mean a little, a little bit, um, a little bit extra when AD does things like that. And what is his message? Uh, I mean, it's not a one specific message every time, um, but you know, it kind of goes along with the themes of, uh, of what we're trying to accomplish as a defense and what we're trying to accomplish as a team, and just making sure our vision is uh, looking ahead and at what our goal is, and, and making sure we're doing everything possible to achieve that goal. Hey, Jalen, um, you've been pretty open about your journey and sort of your growth process in the last several years. Um, what is this moment like for you? Obviously, wanting to stay within yourself toward focus on the opponent, but in terms of you, maybe emotionally, personally, what does being here mean for you and, and what's it like for you? Um, it's great. I mean, it means a lot. It means a lot um, with this team. Um this organization and I mean this is rare like a lot of people have great careers and they're not able to um, achieve some of the things that um, I've been blessed to achieve and be on teams that I've been blessed to be on to, to be in this situation so I'm just trying to embrace this moment uh, embrace every moment and embrace my teammates and have fun with it at the end of the day but uh, I'm definitely you know still trying to remain super locked in super focused um, and do what I got to do so we can, you know, reach the ultimate goal. I don't, you know, I don't want it to end here or after this week. In terms of uh, what the 49ers do and attacking the middle of the field, particularly uh, when they do get an opportunity to pass, um, what kinds of things have, can you guys do or what can a team do to stay assertive in that phase, to see, understanding that there will also be pressure plans and sort of finding that balance on how to help that area and when to send guys? Uh, yeah, just execute. We got to execute. Um, and then we got to want it more. I mean, th those are two things that kind of stick out to me. We got to execute our game plan and we really have to want it more. We have to uh, demand more from each other and demand more from ourselves ultimately um, to get to where we want to go to. Thanks, Jalen. Hey, Jalen, along those same lines, when you said we got to play four quarters, um, with two of the past three games blowing leads, big leads, but winning one, losing other. Do you take something out of that um, in, in terms of growth that you can apply to Sunday's game? Of course, yeah. You got you, you to gotta be able to take something out of uh, each of our games, um, each of our games that we play, each of our games against them, each of our games, um, you know, in this past stretch that we've been going on. So you definitely take something out of it, and, and it's definitely an emphasis to try to, uh, you know, finish the game and, make sure we're executing, um, you know, all four quarters. And it, and it comes down to making sure we locked in and focused throughout the um, entirety of the game. Um, you know, it's highs and it's lows, but we got to make sure we focus 
no matter what, and hopefully keeping our energy and our, our swag up. And just a quick follow up on that. You said uh, you want to make sure you're super focused this week. Can yeah. you expand on that? What does that mean? Uh, I mean, I'll, t- I'll talk for me personally. Um, it's like remaining focused on um, my techniques and making sure I'm still using the, the same techniques, not getting bored with the process, not getting bored with um, certain opportunities not coming at certain times or or things like that. Um, and like I said, I'm speaking for me personally. So that's a way that I, I'm challenging myself and, and remaining focuses. Um, even when I'm not getting the exact looks that I that I thought or wanted I'll be getting, um, making sure I'm playing my techniques the same and making sure I'm locked in and focused on uh, my certain keys for the game and our, and our game plan. Hey, Jeremy. What's up? Um, t- talking about uh, Aaron Donald, um, you guys kind of wanted wanted to do this for him. Like, why? Why? Like, why is what is it about him that sort of commands our respect from you guys in the locker room and and, and wanting to you know go out there and 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 do this for him? I mean, simply put, he's uh, you know, in a lot of our opinions, the best uh, defensive player uh, for sure, the best defensive tackle to play the game. All right, that was Aaron Donald. That was Jalen Ramsey. If those guys have big games, I really do believe the Rams will finally beat the 49ers. Yes, they've lost to them twice this season. Yes, they've lost to them the past six times. None of those games matter. Quite frankly, none of those games matter. The only one that matters is the one that that they're going to play on Sunday. And if they win that game on Sunday, the first conference championship game, by the way, in Los Angeles since 1979, if the Rams win that game, they are going to the Super Bowl, and that's the only game that matters. And it, it will go a long way towards them not only winning the Super Bowl, but really establishing themselves as the pro football team of Los Angeles. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again on Monday. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. West side, West side, West side. To live and dine LA, where everybody try to fatten their pockets. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Through the hard times, worrying faces, shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. What was a friend now? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.